I have a seven-month-old Basset Hound named Weston. He's a very dominant dog, super sweet, and we've never had a problem bringing him around other dogs till now. He had gone for my aunt's dog, he's a mini bully, the last time we brought Weston to her house. We thought because the bully had humped Weston as a puppy, he wasn't having it, so we haven't brought him around the bully. Then he went after my mom's five-year-old pit bull, on two separate occasions. Weston had his belly showing because we were trying to clip his nails and the pit bull walked up on Weston. Weston did not like it and he started to growling and uh, biting at the pit. Then Weston was asleep on my bed and the pit came to say hi to me on the side of my bed. Weston didn't like that either and went for the pit. This morning the pit was walking into my room and Weston started growling at the pit again. Is this something I need to be worried about and see a trainer for? I don't know what's causing the aggression. He's been around these dogs since the day I got him. He lives with the pits. He's never done anything like this to the other pit we have. All four dogs are male and all dogs are not fixed. This letter's from Felicity in Texas. Well, let's take a go at this. So, uh, just, I've read the letter a few times here. Uh, and there's a, a few things that stand out. Uh, one, this is a seven-month-old dog. This is a dog about a third of the way to adulthood that's behaving like he's been around the block 20 times. Um, so this is one of the downsides of dogs leaving the litter so quickly. Like the seven and a half, eight weeks is usually when they leave the litter. If the longer they're going to be with their mom and litter mates, the, the more likely they'll learn the skill of backing off, uh, recognizing warnings. Like if you, in, in a litter, it's not like linear where you end up with one dog who's going to be the top dog for everything. It's possible, but um, it's sort of, uh, some dogs will allow themselves to be bullied over some things, but not others. And so there's a good chance that uh, he'll kind of learn boundaries. Uh, one, one thing he'll learn is you never do that with your mother. Uh, his mother will, uh, you know, she'll, she'll give him uh, a... a a really good indication through her tone and body language is a warning. And failing that, she'll clean his little clock if he doesn't learn to back off. He'll learn there's consequences for his actions, and they're not always pleasant. But, you know, and I just actually had a, another letter from somebody else. They went to one of these crazy amateur dog training classes with their puppy, and they they had, had let the little free-for-all. All the pups get to play with each other. And... Uh, um, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Once a week, meet your bully. Um, it's supposed to be uh, interacting day in, day out with litter mates under the supervision of a loving authority figure, in this case, uh, a mother dog. And as a puppy is mature, you know, they in, in nature, they'd spend time with other members of the pack. And they'd have to learn as they matured. I think I find that uh, adult dogs, as a rule, will cut pups a fair amount of slack for their behavior. But as they mature, they start to draw the, the line a little bit more clearly as to what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And so as they move into a more integral part of the pack, they've got some, they have some social skills. And what I suspect here is kind of tied into where you say he's super sweet. Um, you know, that generally means and you know it's not a criticism it's just a, a an acknowledgement of a reality that most people live with their dogs in such a relaxed state that the dog just thinks we're roommates uh, we, we just really don't um, ask the dog to exercise self-control uh, we're constantly using treats as a means to um, typically distract the dog if you think about it 
um, see, so you, you, you ask about, do you need to do some training here? You absolutely positively need to see, find a trainer, but you need to find a, a proper trainer. Um, you'll, what you'll find is nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10 anyway, that the trainer you're going to find is going to try and distract him with a treat. Uh, it's kind of like when you go to the vets and you've got a dog who's uh, um, a little rammy or whatever. Well, you got the vet tech in front uh, stuffing treats down his throat and uh, the vet doing what the vet's got to do. And at the end of it, the, the, the dog really has no, <laughs> what, I had an examination? I didn't realize that. I was eating. Um, well, that doesn't, uh, there, there's no lesson associated with that. Well, we, we don't expect the pup to like it to be examined. I get that. Um, although we can do a lot to make sure uh, that we get close to that or at least get them to, to stay still without having to distract them because you can't always distract the dog. Sometimes the dog needs to experience exercising that suck it up muscle. So if he's only seven months of age and he's doing this already, he doesn't really have, I think, enough life experience. He's, he's lived in Shangri-La, a fantasy world where um, all too often he's got away with stuff and because they're not huge things we just let it go but he just doesn't have that experience in at least sometimes it's different with dogs dog to dog it does sound like you know he, he you know I said he may have a, a screw loose here I have run into that where you know that the dog is just abides no no uh, uh, same gender competition but it's it's more usually um, what I'm saying. They didn't they haven't experienced how to back off, and they have a natural desire that's a little higher than the average dog to be the top dog. So I think the way I would be starting with this is I'd be a little less worried. I'm worried, but I'd be less worried about how he is with other dogs and how well he responds to you when you ask him to do stuff that he doesn't want to do. Um, and still has to do it where you don't distract him from it. He actually has to do it. Now, I wouldn't set anything up here so complex that he's bound to fail, but um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if by the time 18 months, you're finding, if you don't do anything here, that he starts to push you around like he's pushing these other dogs around. Because as he gets older and bigger, you're going to need to ask him to uh, exert more self-control in certain instances and you'll find he either just blows you off or like in that bedroom situation where you're in your bedroom and he was in there and the the pit bull came in and then he gave that that's resource guarding now whether you were the resource or the room was the resource what i'm afraid is that you'll find is oh one of your kids goes into the room and he growls because they come they're coming near you or the room that's a dog who's got a skewed sense of who's living in whose house and how do we learn that from our own mothers and fathers? They remind us all the time. Where are you going? When are you coming home? Who are you going to be with? What's the phone are you going to be at? Uh, did you brush your teeth? Did you comb your hair? Did your backpack packed? Look around the house. Everything you see here is mine. You just get to use it. There's constantly reminders as we grow up, and then there's less conflict as well because there's there, there, there's there's clarity. So, um, yeah, let me see what else I've got here in my notes here. Um um, he doesn't need to like other dogs. There's a lot of dogs are not going to like other dogs. But 
he does need to learn how to get along with dogs that he lives with and he's, he's supposed to be hardwired to, to know how to do that but part of that hardwiring is the, the nature but the nurture part is actually learning the social skills to, to do that we're we're hardwired to uh, benefit from the company of other human beings but it's usually human beings that we have to learn to give and take with on a day-to-day -day basis as opposed to strangers so uh, I, I'd say I'd be really careful around him around dogs he doesn't know for sure but around the dogs that are in the house he's he's kind of learned to work things out kind of curious you know wh what's happened when he's, he's showed some attitude um, did you let the other dogs clean his clock and let him know, hey, that's not the way it, it, it rolls around here? Or did you break it up so fast that he went, ha, I got in there fast, I took care of that, and now he thinks he's got a tool in his tool bag? So, uh, you know, if the other dogs have temperaments and reputations for being stable around other dogs and, you know, putting them in their place but not harming them, um, and uh, harm is kind of a weird word because that doesn't mean they won't give give another dog a a, a, a nick, you know, but uh, it's not like that uh, um, losing control to the point that there are uh, catastrophic injuries here. That's unusual in a pack that lives together, but it's not unusual to have a little bloodshed here and there on an ear and that sort of thing if things do get out of hand. But it, even that's more the exception to the rule. Um. So yeah, what else here? He's, yeah. The trainer, I'm a little worried about you finding a trainer because, again, so many of them are this leprechauns and unicorns that, you know, the movie The Lady and the Tramp was a documentary about behavior. And they, they're they focusing on kind of B.F. Skinner's a bastardization of his work and ignoring all the other trees in science of that are related to behavior, ethology and evolutionary psychology and biology and all that kind of stuff. So... If you don't have a trainer who understands that, I, I suspect they won't make it better. They might even make it worse. So be very, I'll, I'll put in the link um, questions to ask a dog trainer um, before you, you go ahead and, and hire them. Um, what I would do with him if, you know, if I was working with you is, uh, again, we, we don't want the motivation to be treats. Uh, we want, and I don't want you to aim at his stomach. I want you to aim at him, his desire to please you which he was bred to do. It's like even with human beings, love is chemical. Respect is experience. And so I want him to go through the, uh, the experience of learning to respect your wishes by setting him up for little, little things, little changes in his behavior. Um, I'm going to suggest what I call my day-to-day, -day, here and there, I am the teacher, you are the student, touchstone exercises that I would be doing with him uh, every day of his life he'd have to do uh, these little things because we're doing it any these things you'll see we, we do them anyway but um, I, I want to make sure that he's learning to read your tone and your body language and looking to see oh that doesn't make her happy and again I'm not saying that you get angry with them but you, we use our tone and our body language to teach kids ah no 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 that's hot that's hot. Oh, that's good. Yes, that's right. That was hot. Uh, they, they need to learn the tone in the body language and experience enough times in a day, you as the teacher, to, with little things before you have to worry about the bigger things as, as you've got a big, big thing here with him. So like the day-to-day -day thing, one, he'd be on a leash in my house. He would never be off a leash. You know, be just dragging a leash around because uh, I want to get to him before he gets into trouble. Um, 
if he does decide he's going to climb the leash on you, I want the leash on him and, and, and be able to interrupt him. But I don't, I don't really expect that at this point. But he may give you some hints that, you know, he's not too pleased now that you're telling him, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, I want you to stay on this mat and I want you to do it for 60 seconds um, until I say come. And I would ask him to do that every time I went in the kitchen. He'd have a mat, he'd have to go to the mat, and he'd have to go on it two or three times while I was in the kitchen and not move until I said, come. And then I'd do that every time I took him out to the bathroom or for a hike. And then every time I went to the stairs, he'd have to wait until I went up a few steps and then I told him to come. And then he'd wait, have to wait again until I went up a few more steps. I would just constantly, constantly helping him learn to exert self-control and through that teach him that there is structure in the household. There's somebody he has to listen to, and that's you. And then when you get that going, then it's time to start teaching him how to use those skills around other dogs. Um, it, 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 this would be dogs that are unfamiliar, but the dogs he's living with, um, you could have, you, you Things can escalate. He's doing this this early. I'm concerned that this is going to escalate to the point where, because Bass is a big, uh, big breed. When you think about it, how how uh, um, uh, you know how much they weigh and their low center of gravity. But you know, it's not even that. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. And he sounds like he's got lots of fight in him. So. If he's got lots of fight in him, but not the, really the ability to follow through, those pit bulls could turn. Like they could turn into, well, okay, fine, let's go primal here. And uh, uh, and then do what they were genetically programmed to do. So um, I would be getting on this uh, right, right away. He needs to have a loving authority figure in his life that teaches him how to exert self-control when he doesn't really want to do it. So that he can, he has a, and then we could start teaching him how to do that around the other dogs where, where, you know, he, he gives another dog another look and then you've got the leash and interrupt him with the leash, get his attention and then, hey, hey no, not asking you, I'm telling you, that, there you, that's good boy, that's good dog. And just start to transfer some of that authority. This is one of the things I don't like about the podcast is, is the, I don't want to give the impression that these little tips are a solution. This is a complex problem where there can be some very serious consequences here. So I'd really like to see in the hands of a really decent trainer to work you through this. Uh, you've got ahead of you here a journey that won't, will pro may not, never be over, depending on how he's hardwired. But the journey for helping him learn to do the best he can will last at least until he's two years of age. And then you'll have to be maintaining that level of influence with lots of reminders for the rest of his life. But there's a lot of work ahead for uh, until he's two, because that's when he's an adult, right? So right, he's just a kid right now. He's a kid who's behaving like a delinquent, and he hasn't got a loving authority figure anywhere in sight. So uh, that's what we'd kind of expect with any human child. If we didn't provide them with you know, that the day-to-day -day interaction with a loving authority figure who's, you know, it is love. I love you. I love you. I love you. But there is, there are lots of experience of I'm not asking you. I'm telling you here. And because we can't get through to them because they're not 
emotionally developed enough to do it, where we actually physically involve ourselves. You grab them before they get to the stove or the, the campfire, or you cram them into the snowsuit when they don't want to go. Uh, th there's lots of examples of things not going their way, where in the end, nothing really bad happens. And we, we get to a point where they get better and better at exerting self-control and um, navigating the waters of, of, of maturing in life. So um, hopefully that's of some help. Um, but uh, I, I, I foresee some pretty serious problems here ahead if you don't get doing something. If you find that any of the many free resources I provide companion dog owners via the Ask the Dog Guy YouTube channel or website have informed you, saved you time, and perhaps even saved you a little money, please buy me a copy. Alternatively, you can also become a monthly sponsor, which will go a long way to spreading the word about science and common sense in the companion dog training world. You can find details in the notes. Many thanks.